Writing your oncology case report is a huge undertaking, and it's easy to make silly mistakes that can derail your entire writing process. That's why you need my brand new masterclass, the three-step framework for a finished case report. In this free masterclass, you'll learn three of the biggest mistakes to avoid when writing your case report, the secrets to actually finishing your case report, no matter the patient case you've chosen, and my proven three-step framework for starting and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at theoncopt.com slash framework. Again, that's theoncopt.com slash framework. Welcome to the Onco PT Podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent Onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Contu. Hey, Onco PT, and welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited that you are here. And in today's episode, we're doing something fun. I'm actually doing a replay of a workshop that I did just the other day called How to Start Your ABPTS Oncology Application on the Right Foot. And in this workshop, I took students through, I took attendees through these exercises on helping them really discern what is the best patient for them to then write their case report on. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of high energy, really good participation from the attendees. And I think it really helped them come up with some solid choices to write a really stellar case report on. So if you're listening today, here's what I want you to do. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, or grab your favorite word processor, you know, application. And I want you to go through these exercises with us. They're very intentional. Again, we got a lot of great responses from our our attendees at this workshop, and you're really going to love it, especially if someday you ever hope to write your case report for the ABPTS Oncology application. Hello, hello, and welcome to this night's workshop. I am so excited that you are here. Tonight's workshop is entitled Start Your ABPTS Oncology Application on the Right Foot. And it is truly an excitement. I am so excited that you are here. What we're covering tonight is the really foundational information when it comes to applying successfully for the ABPTS Oncology Specialty Certification Exam. It is a doozy, but it is well worth your time if you go into this with the right mindset and ultimately with the right first steps to make this happen for you. So before we jump into our slides tonight, please let me know in the chat, where are you joining us from this evening? Let me know. I want to hear from you. Who are we talking with? Where are y'all at? I am here in sunny, hot Fort Worth, Texas this evening. Um, yesterday it was in the 70s, today it is in the 90s. Welcome to Texas. So let me know in the chat, where are you joining us from? Sheree from Tennessee, amazing. Morton, Illinois. Welcome, Melissa. I'm so excited that you're here. That's awesome. Cool, cool. So if you're here, you're probably here for a couple of different reasons. So without further ado, let's actually get into our stuff, right? So before we jump into the meat and potatoes of our workshop tonight, here's a couple things that you need to know. Tonight's application workshop is going to be very high energy. It's going to be very interactive and it's going to be a ton of fun. 
I'm really excited about this. Can y'all tell? So you're going to learn a lot and we're also going to be doing some stuff together. And I will save time at the end for questions. And at the end of our time together tonight, I am going to share with you a little bit about an exciting upcoming new workshop that I am doing. This is our case report writing workshop. We're gonna save that until the end. But as we go along, if you have questions, please drop them in the chat and that way we'll be able to come back to them. And this way you don't forget what your question is as we're going along. Again, amazing. Amy, thank you for joining us from Denver, Colorado. We're so excited you're here. So if you don't know, my name's Elise. I'm the voice behind the OncoPT podcast and I'm a board certified oncologic clinical specialist. What this means is I went through this process, this exact process, not that long ago. And I've been through all of the craziness and the hair pulling and the stress. And ultimately, I want to make this easier so that you don't have to pull out your hair and be stressed and frustrated like I was all that time ago. Aside from all the oncology stuff that I do, I am obsessed with mysteries in my dog. And during my time with oncology stuff, I'm absolutely just positively passionate, obsessed about high quality patient care. And I truly believe that this process, the ABPTS Oncology Specialty Certification Exam, is part of how we advance the standard of patient care when it comes to OncoPT. I firmly believe that with all of my body. And I think you probably think that too, if you're here with us tonight. What my mission is, is I help physical therapists treat people who have cancer more confidently and competently. These patients aren't going anywhere. We need to be prepared for them. Now, tell me about you. Why, if you're here tonight, why do you want to apply or why are you thinking about applying for the ABPTS Oncology Specialty Certification Exam? In the chat, let me know, why are you here? Why does this application interest you? I know when I first started this journey, I thought this was just the thing to do. My CI told me, you've got to take the exam. So basically her word is gospel to me. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll take the exam. But I had no idea of how it would actually really positively change my practice for the better and ultimately change the quality of care that I can treat patients with. Melissa, I am a public floor PT that already treats, yes, already treating oncology patients, want to do that more competently. Amazing. Welcome. I'm so excited you're here. That's amazing. So important. Yes, yes, and yes. Any other reasons? Why do you want to apply for this process? Own a private practice that treats only oncology patients in lymphedema. Yes, my friend. I want to know more to help my patients more and gain even more respect and confidence. Mm. Ooh, this one. Gain even more respect and confidence of my referring oncologist. Yes. Amazing. Incredible. That is definitely one thing. If y'all know, um, good friend of the podcast, Scott Capoza, that was one of his big motivations is he knew that when he had that title behind his name, that his oncologist that he works with and that he works adjacent to would understand the degree of truly specialty practice expertise that he has when it comes to treating people with cancer. And ultimately it has changed his practice. He is viewed as absolutely one of the leading minds in his area when it comes to oncology, physical therapy. So yes, amazing. I love that. 
So a little bit more about you. What brings you here today? And what we're looking here, I'm looking for a one, a two, or a three. So our picture one over here, this bright yellow fellow over here, excited. You've heard about this ABPTS exam program. You are ready to take it to the next step. You want to show people that you are absolutely an expert. If this is you, comment number one in the chat. Now, our second picture here, I'm a little nervous. I think maybe this ABPTS oncology exam is something that might be for me, but I don't know. Or number three, what exam? And if that's you, no shame. I was absolutely there before my CI told me this was a thing. Let me know one, two, or three. What, 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 what kind of emotion are you bringing to us today? A two, a one and two. Thank you for your honesty, friend. You can absolutely be more than one. Good, 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 good. Yes. Okay, ones and twos mainly. If it's, if it's a three and you don't want to share, that's not a problem. Don't even worry about it. So then how does the idea of writing a case report make you feel? Same pictures, same numbers. Number one, excited, leaping at the opportunity to do this, ready to stretch the muscles that maybe I don't normally do. A little nervous, a little unsure of this whole process. I think I can do it, but I don't know. I'm still kind of up in the air. Or number three, what case report? How does writing a case report make you feel? How does that idea sit with you? <laughs> okay, so I'm seeing more twos on this. That's okay. More of this, uh, I'm a little nervous, I'm apprehensive, maybe a little unsure of the process that I should take. Well, friends, by the end of this workshop, you're going to know exactly how to start your application right now on the right foot, and that includes your case report. And also give you some next steps if you're ready to take that next step when it comes to writing your case report. So thank you for your honesty, friends. I really appreciate it. Tonight's agenda, we're going to talk about the elephant in the room, which is probably on everybody's minds to a little bit here, which is the exam. We're going to knock that right out of the park right away. We're going to then talk about the part of specialty exam preparation that nobody's talking about because everybody's talking about the exam. It is just this looming presence that we cannot get over. I feel like it's just looking at me from over my shoulder here. We'll go through the application basics when it comes to applying for any ABPTS oncology exam, and then how to start your case report for success. And then again, we will cover some next steps if you're ready to actually finish your case report, not just start it. Now, before we dive into those, it's really important that we bust some myths right off the bat. So we're going into this with a mindset of, you can totally do this. Come back to me. You can totally do this. If I can do it, you can do it. But it can seem very overwhelming sometimes and daunting. And sometimes we tell ourselves these myths, these falsities that keep us from stretching and reaching towards our goals, which may include the ABPTS oncology application process and the case report. So myth number one, the application takes forever. Well, as we know from the slide, this is a myth. If you know what to include, what is going to be asked of you as part of this application process, you can truly knock out the application in no time. What I really recommend here, and this is for after the workshop, so please don't leave the workshop to go and do this. Come back to me because you're going to have a little more of a framework moving forward if you stay and actually watch this, okay? So, 
what I recommend, what I did that actually really behooved me in this process, before you actually go in to sit down and fill out your application, I want you to actually go into your application and look through what is being asked of you. Don't go in blind and then try to fill everything out because you're only going to feel overwhelmed and stressed and frustrated right off the bat. And that's no way to start your application. So again, real life example with this framework, I was able to complete my application in under an hour. So the form and the hours that are required, that experience, I was able to knock that out in under an hour because I went in, looked to see what I needed and then compiled everything and then actually input it into that computer application. So this application does not take forever if you know what you're doing as you're going into it. Myth number two, I don't know how to write a case report. I'm not in academia. I'm not a professor. I'm not a researcher. I've never written a case report before in my life. No problem, truly. This process, this examination process was designed for clinicians so that you can demonstrate as the clinician, so that you can demonstrate your competency, your specialty practice, experience, this process was not created for, this process was not written for academics, for faculty, for professors, for researchers. That's not what this is about. This is demonstrating your specialty practice. And that's exactly what this case report is all about. So real life example, for the students that I worked with last year on this exact process, none of them were researchers. None of them were faculty members. They had no experience writing a case report, but they all did it. And I am so pleased to say, this is, this is real life story. I'm not making this up. I actually had someone come up to me who had read one of our previous students' case reports, Shy, who had read Shy's case report and said that it was one of the best they have seen in this entire process. Oh my God, Shy needed no corrections. And someone went out of their way to tell me how amazing that case report was. I don't know how much better you can get. So way kudos to Shai. Again, he's not a faculty professor. He's not a researcher, but he's a really good clinician. And he used his clinical experience and then just put it onto paper and wrote a really fantastic case report in the process. Now, myth number three. I don't have enough time. Listen, I get it. You're busy. You are a PT. You are maybe a, a spouse or a partner to somebody. Maybe you're in some kind of a relationship. Maybe you have children. Maybe you have pets. Maybe you have friends that you want to spend time with. Also, there's the whole job stuff on top of that, as well as balancing all the other things that you have to do in your life. I get it. But if you stick to your application deadline and the schedule you set for yourself, you can get back to enjoying your summer. Now I know it's April. Maybe it's not really summer in your area. Summer's coming up. And the deadline for the ABPTS oncology application process is usually at the end of June. They haven't actually released the official deadline yet, but that's what it's been for the last few years. So this is right into that beginning of summertime for a lot of us. I want you to spend your summertime doing the fun things, not 
every waking moment at your computer working on this process. So again, I'm going to use Shai again because he was just an amazing student who went through this process. He lives in Florida, so like prime beach time. He's a full-time clinician. He enjoys spending time with his friends, with his dog. Sometimes he works on his van. He loves cycling. And he also does some guest lecturing in his free time. He's a busy dude. He's got a lot of stuff going on. But he set a schedule for himself and he stuck to it where he was able to get that case report in, write a really cute, like a really good case report in the process, and then get back to enjoying his summer. So you can do this. If you set your schedule and you stick to it, you got this. All right, so let's talk about that elephant in the room, AKA the exam. This is what everybody talks about and what everybody worries about when it comes to specialization, and rightly so to an extent. The skinny on the elephant in the room, the skinny on the exam is that it is a 200 question, that's what it's been in the previous years. It is a 200 question, multiple choice, case-based exam. Meaning that all of the questions that you answer are all about patient scenarios. Which is an extension of what we've already been talking about with the case report, which is pretty nifty. Now, something to consider that a lot of people don't actually think about when they're going through this application process is that if you want to take that exam someday, your application has to be accepted and approved first. And this approval acceptance process includes the actual application, your experience, and then also the case report. All of this has to be uh, approved, accepted before you can actually say, yes, you can take the exam. And I think people get so worked up about the exam that they don't stop to actually think about that process. This is a big hurdle that you have to get over. You can get over it, but you have to get over it before we can really move into that exam preparation process. Now, these three topics that we've been talking about, we've got the initial application, this tells us who you are. You have to submit proof of your experience. So what you've been doing when it comes to treating oncologic patients so far. And then you've got to submit your case report, which really demonstrates your specialty practice. In the chat, let me know, which of these do you think is the most important? Which of these components is the most important? One, two, or three, or you can write it out. Which of these is the most important when it comes to your application submission to the board? Let me know in the chat. Yes, resounding unanimous support from the audience. Yes, three, the case report. The case report is absolutely the most important part of your application. It is going to take the most time. The initial experience excuse me, the initial application, that experience, you can knock that out in under an hour. That's what I was talking about previously. This case report is where you should be spending most of your time. If you're doing it right, this is where most of your time will be spent to write a good one. Now, it doesn't have to take you months and months, but this is where your focus should be when it comes to your um, oncology application. So let's talk a little bit about each of these, and then we're going to really dive into the case report. So the initial application is going to include a few different things. So it's going to talk about you, like who the heck are you? Name, et cetera. 
what is your education? What degrees related to physical therapy? We're not going to um, have to submit a resume or a, a transcript from college, but what is the education? What degrees did you get related to physical therapy? Where did you get your degree? What institution? You also have to know the dates. So there's a few different things that we need to know about your education. And then we have to know about your practice. What's your current position? Where are you at currently? What is your license information? When did you get your license? When does your license expire? What's your license number, for example? And then how long have you been practicing as a physical therapist as a whole? For some of us, that time as a PT and time working with oncology patients may not match, and that's okay. But this is just some basics, again, about you as the physical therapy professional. And then there's going to be a question in here at the very end of your application that asks you if you want to be a part of a study group. And I put a big asterisk on this because when I applied, when I went through this application process two years ago, and when I helped students go through this process last year, all this is, all this means is that when they finally go through all of the accepting that they're going to do, they approve students to then take the exam, PTs to take the exam, they will then send out a mass email that says, here's a list of colleagues who indicated they want to be on a study group. Have a nice day. And then it's really up to you to like take the initiative or hope that somebody else is taking the initiative. So the study group is very loose. Um, don't expect that ABPTS is going to coordinate this process. This is very much a hey, if you want it, here's some information. Um, it's all on you from here. So this is part of that initial application. And then we also have to talk about our oncology experience. This is how we demonstrate that, look, I've been practicing with this patient population for a significant amount of time. So what are the positions that you've held where you have treated people who have cancer or you know, are in this oncologic patient population? What were the titles? Where did you work? What facilities were you in? What were the duties that came along with your position? You know, were you more of a, a staff physical therapist? Were you in a leadership position? What did that look like for you? And then specifically the experience. So what was the time frame in which you were treating patients with oncologic conditions? How much time did you spend over that window actually treating patients? And if this is sounding a little overwhelming, like, oh my God, how am I possibly going to like calculate all of that out? Breathe with me. It's not as scary as what it sounds. It's a lot easier. I think if, again, if you go into it with, okay, I went into the application. I know that this is what I need to go and compile and then come back to the application with that information. It's going to be way easier. And then here's the kicker that, again, a lot of people don't always catch or realize until the very last minute. Your supervisor from these positions has to sign off on these hours. And if you wait until the very last day to submit proof of your hours, this might bite you in the butt. So what I really recommend here is make sure your supervisor knows that you're going through this application process. So ABPTS, once they receive the, like, here are my hours, this is my supervisor contact information, 
there's an automated email that will get sent to that person with the email address that you provide. So you do have to have that information. And then they can say, yep, check. Um, my supervisor, when I was going through this process, was not always very good about checking their email. And so I hounded that supervisor until I made sure they got it. And then I could actually go into my application portal and then say, okay, they checked off. Thank goodness. So don't do this part in secret. Make sure that your supervisor knows that this is going on so that they can then approve it for you. And then here we come to our most important part of this application experience, the case report. So the oncology case report is a really beautiful thing in my opinion. And here's why. This is what demonstrates your competency in oncology patient management. This is unlike a lot of other ABPTS specialty exams because other exams don't have to do this. They've kind of been around long enough that there's a significant enough body of evidence that, okay, like here's some resources. You probably know what you're doing when it comes to like ortho PT, here's the exam. Oncology is fresh, oncology is new, oncology is still kind of a baby in the PT world. And so this oncology case report is really a helper tool in weeding out like, okay, who has actually been working with this patient population who knows what they're talking about and is appropriate to then take the exam. So when you demonstrate your competency via the case report, they're looking at five different components. And this is taken straight from the ABPTS uh, candidate guide uh, information. So they're looking at examination, your evaluation, your diagnosis, your prognosis, and then your intervention. And this is submitted along with your application. So this is not something that you, like you do the initial paperwork and you submit by June 30th, and then you've got all this time to work on your case report. No, that's false. Everything that we've talked about so far, the initial application, the experience, your oncology case report are all due by that application deadline, which again, historically has been end of June. So prepare for that, mark it in your calendar. You absolutely have to make this deadline if we're going to move forward, okay? So in addition, this is kind of how the process works. Your oncology case report, once it's submitted, once you hit click send, they, the board will evaluate your case report within three months of submission. So there's this three month kind of waiting period in which they have to actually get to your case report. And they'll review it. There's going to be a couple of reviewers who go through it. And there's going to be one of two things that happens. Either they say, yep, great stamp. Awesome. Check. You're now approved to take the exam. Or they're going to provide some feedback and some suggested corrections or addendums. And this is not as scary as it sounds. I had this happen to my case report and it was no big deal. Everyone that I've talked to who's had corrections needed, it was no big deal. For me, I had to define some abbreviations and then they asked that I take the ampersands, the little and sign out of my paper. So like no big deal. <laughs> Honestly, those were kind of silly. I probably should have just not done them in the first place. But you may get a um, returned case report where they will, I mean, very clearly spell out like, hey, here's some corrections that we suggest you make. Please make sure that you submit them by the deadline so we can re review, and then hopefully approve. And I have not met anybody yet who has had theirs returned, they submitted, and then has 
like it came back saying no pass. So it's basically a one strike rule. Like if you resubmit it with the corrections made and then it doesn't pass, like you have to wait until the next year. So it is a possibility. Everybody who I've worked with so far has not experienced that. They've made corrections, it passed, no problem. And so again, this determines, this is probably one of the biggest determinations of if you can actually sit for the exam or not. Woo. Okay, pause, come back to me here. If you're, if you're off, in, off in wherever land, this information should not scare you. This is designed to lay out the expectations for applying for this exam. A lot of people feel very kind of deer in the headlights when they go into this process because there's a lot of information and it's, it's a lot to comb through all of the different pages that ABPTS has. Today, right before I hopped on this, I went to ABPTS.org. I navigated over to the oncology section and I was looking for, again, the most updated list of requirements. It hasn't changed, but just in case. And then that, that link that I clicked on directs me over to another page. And then I still have to go to a different place to get the actual candidate guide with all of the specific information for oncology. It can be confusing. It's, it's not a very streamlined process. And so what this workshop is designed to do is to take you through step-by-step, step, okay, here's what this actually looks like. You can do this. Because I know you can. I absolutely believe that with every little bit of my heart. Um, ooh, Cherie, I am going to get to this question because this is really appropriate for right now. So do you have to have it finalized by July 1st or can you turn your application and case report in July 1st or whatever that deadline is and still have time for corrections? Excellent question, Cherie. So what happens is you turn in your application with your experience hours and your case report by the June 30th deadline, whatever it is. And then the board has three months from that point. So what, September 30th? They have three months to review your case report. So they could review it at any point during that time. And then what will happen is they will, during that time frame, review it and they will either say, your case report has been accepted, you are approved to sit for the exam, or they will then say, you need some corrections. Here are those corrections. Please make them by this date, whatever that is. And so you have from when they notify you to that date, I think it was about two weeks last year and the year before. So you have that time frame of like whatever two weeks we're saying, because that's what it's been previously, to then do the corrections. So I hope that answers your question, Cherie. If not, I'm happy to come back to that and, and flush it out more at the end of our presentation. Not a problem at all. Good, good question. That's a really good one. Woo. Okay, so if we're going to write a case report, we have to have a patient case. Am I right? And there's a few keys to selecting a, an appropriate patient case for your case report that is really going to set you apart, that is going to make it a good case report. Not a good case report. I'm gonna say a great case report because we're not going for good, we're going for great. So when you select a patient case, there's three central 
tenants that we need to be seeking here. There needs to be enough material for you to actually write about. So number one, this case patient that you select needs to demonstrate your specialty practice. And then number three, it needs to be unique. And we're going to dive into these a little more now. While we do this, if you don't already have like a little piece of paper and a pen or a notepad or a, a little like document, you know, like a little notepad on your phone, for example, now is the time to just reach over, get that because we're gonna be doing some brainstorming together here very shortly. So when you're selecting a patient case, you want to have enough material so that you can actually write a case report. A five sentence paragraph is not gonna cut it when it comes to the case report. So the reason we want enough material when it comes to writing a patient case report is it needs to clearly demonstrate your competency in oncologic patient management. And on that, so the second part of this is when you write your case report, when you submit it, there has to, your case report has to meet the requirements for a certain number of references. So this is something that you have to marry your clinical experience, what you did with this patient with what we know based on the literature. And so if you're picking some obscure patient case and diagnosis, you're not going to be able to do that. And I have an example that I'll come back to shortly that's going to explain this a little more too. So number one, you need enough material to actually write a case report on this patient case. Number two, it needs to demonstrate your specialty practice. Again, this, so this language is specifically taken again from that ABPTS oncology guide. Your case report, what you are writing, needs to demonstrate that what you did led to optimal patient outcomes for that person. That what you intended to do and what you ultimately did for that patient ultimately led to them being better in some capacity. And better comes with quotations around it because this doesn't necessarily mean, well, now the patient has no cancer because I cured them with physical therapy. That's not at all what this is saying, right? Because you don't necessarily have to have this like happy ending to a patient case to demonstrate that you did a good job and you know your stuff. What this is really getting at is that your case report should demonstrate that your specialty practice is beyond that of an entry-level practitioner. So you're not some new grad who just graduated last month who was like, ah, oncology, I can do this. That's great. We all started there at some point. But this is demonstrating that you're beyond that. You know your stuff. And then number three, we want a patient case that is unique. We don't want some typical run-of-the-mill patient that you just kind of go through the motions on, okay? We need to have a little spark, a little special factor. It should cause you to pause and reflect, to sit back and say, yeah, I really did a good job with that. Given the situation and what I was given and the knowledge that I have, I did a good job with that patient. Key here, not rare because you need to have enough material to write on for this patient. And there needs to be enough research out there to really back up that what you did in this patient care episode of care for this person was truly best practice based on the information that we have. 
So here's where we're going to get into a little bit of actual like action taking brainstorm time here. Okay. So get your pen, get your paper or your device, whatever you're using right now. And I want you to think about in your practice, when you are working with people who have cancer or have had cancer, what are you seeing? Who are you seeing? So like what diagnoses, what kind of patient give me. So let's see if I can do this right now. I'm going to put bingo two minutes on the uh, timer here. I want you to write down who do you see? What do you see? And then we'll come back together and we'll, we'll drop some examples here in the chat. What are the typical diagnoses? What kind of impairments do you see? Heck, maybe even like what's a typical patient demographic you see? Who do you see in your practice? What do you see in your practice? All right, just over 30 seconds left. You're doing great. Again, this is just brainstorming time. We're just brain dumping right now. You're not actually submitting your case report to me just yet. All right, come back to me. So in the chat, briefly, just give me a couple examples of what diagnoses you see, what kind of impairments you see, like who are the people that you're seeing in your practice when it comes to oncology, right? This is, we are talking about the ABPTS oncology application. Let me know, who are you seeing? What are some options that we have, right? So let me know in the chat. Breast cancer and lymphedema, amazing. Gynonc, prostate, colorectal, breast cancer, yep. Breast cancer, pelvic cancers, melanoma, lymphomas. Ooh, I like the variety here. That's awesome. <gasps> Multiple myeloma. That holds such a special place in my heart. Um, that's actually what I did my case report on. So cool. Breast cancer, CIPN, bony mets. Mmm, mmm. Sheree, you know I love this. Lymphedema, fatigue, lymphedema, fatigue, CIPN. Amazing. Okay, so... Everyone's practice is a little different. That's okay, all right? I'm not looking for the commonality amongst all of us. I'm looking to see what are you seeing in your practice? So now number two here, what of those that you talked about has supporting literature? And I'm not going to do very long on here. I'm actually just gonna do a minute because this shouldn't take too long based on what you already know. 
which of these has literature that would support you being able to write something about this? Let me know. So maybe like little circles or asterisks around what you've been writing so far. Which of these patient cases, diagnoses, impairments has literature that you could pull to, to support what you did, ultimately, the clinical decisions you made? All right, come back to me. Let me know in the chat which of these, just write off what you know off the top of your head, what has research to back up you know, this stuff? Again, I'm seeing gynonc, prostate, totally would agree. Y'all did a really good job picking stuff that has, like that would lend itself really well. All of the above, totally agree. Breast cancer related lymphedema, bony meds, fatigue, breast, pelvic cancers, lymphedema. Yes to all the things. Amazing. I'm not seeing anything that's too uh, unique, if you will. All right, next up. Write two to three patient cases that stand out to you. And maybe these are part of those diagnoses impairments that you said earlier. Maybe they're not. Right now we're going for unique. What are two to three patient cases that just stick out to you in your mind? I'll give you a couple. So a couple that jumped to mind right away. So I had a patient who came in who very much presented like cancer, you know, typical weakness, deconditioned, cancer-related fatigue, but this patient actually came in with a blood condition called thalassemia. And if you're scratching your head right now, I had never heard of it either until then. Um, and so I got to spend time talking with a hematologist about this and it still goes over my head. So this person was really interesting. And because of this, she had really fragile bones. And so she was breaking bones all the time. So that's one patient. Another patient I had was a person who came in with a diagnosis of multiple myeloma. And this person was newly diagnosed, was then going to start chemotherapy in preparation for his eventual hematopoietic stem cell transplant. And so I basically did this like prehab with him in preparation for his transplant, which was so cool. Oh my God. Like just love it. So that's number two. Number three, some of you have heard me talk about this patient before. I had a patient who I was seeing, she was status post, uh, treatment for breast cancer, weak decondition, CIPN balance problems, whole nine yards, basically. And she did really, really well for a while. And then her progress plateaued. And then she kept declining super rapidly. I couldn't figure out why. On paper, she should have been doing great. All right, while I'm finishing the story, drop in the chat. What are some patient cases that stand out to you that you thought of? Oh my God, I remember that one. 
So I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on with this patient. Why is she continuing to decline, even though we're working on all the right things? What the heck is going on? Well, come to find out that this person decided to go vegan again, but was not doing it in a healthy way. So had literally like cut out all of the protein in her life in her diet and hadn't replaced it with any vegan friendly options. And so she was literally wasting away and any activity she was doing was basically sucking that energy right out of her muscles. Hence why we're continuing to decline. So that was interesting. Um, that was a real puzzle for a while because I wasn't looking at the right things. Ooh, yes. Breast cancer with three limb lymph, three limb lymphedema and bony mets. Now that would stand out to me too. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would stand out for sure. If you're shy, if you don't want to share, that's okay. If you would like to share with us, what are some other um, ideas that you have, some other patient cases that stand out to you? It may uh, spark some ideas in some of our other uh, attendees' minds. Patient attempting to get back with gynot cancer who wanted to get back to intimacy with, oh my God, who wanted to get back to intimacy with husband who is an alcoholic and had trauma in her past. Ooh, that stands out. That stands out, right? Holy cow. Thank you for sharing that. Head and neck reoccurrence with lymphedema and cachexia. Ooh, ooh. Patient with multiple myeloma who also had prostate cancer. And talk about a double whammy. Yeah, these, these stand out, right? I mean, holy cow. Last thing. Last one we're going to do. Again, I'm putting a timer on for two minutes and then we're going to wrap this up here. Brainstorm two to three patient cases that exemplify that you know your stuff. Two to three patient cases that demonstrate you are a competent, knowledgeable practitioner who knows how to appropriately manage the person who has cancer. Now, for example, I'm gonna go back to my patient who went vegan, surprise, and didn't tell anybody. That was probably not a very good example of my competency. I think, and this is me reflecting, right? Vision, you know, looking on the past is 2020, hindsight's 2020. I wasn't asking enough of the questions. I wasn't stepping back and thinking about the patient as a whole and not just when they would come and see me for their physical therapy services. That probably would not be a patient case that I would choose because there was a lot that I missed. Now, juxtapose that with my person who had multiple myeloma. So this was actually the person that I did my case report on. But let me be clear. I didn't get everything right. And I'll talk more about that here in a bit. But I didn't pick that case because I was perfect. But it demonstrated I knew what I was doing. All right. 
stellar work, my friends. If you're comfortable sharing, what's a patient case that exemplifies you really know what your stuff is, that you're a competent OncoPT? Let me know in the chat. So we're going to pause here, see if anybody would like to share. I so appreciate you sharing previously. That really means a lot to me. And again, a patient case doesn't have to be perfect. My patient who had multiple myeloma, we had to pause multiple times throughout his plan of care because of complications. That's life. That's OncoPT. <laughs> but it's still demonstrated that I'm a really good physical therapist. And you definitely have cases that do that too. All right. Breast cancer with decreased shoulder range of motion, CIPN and osteopenia. Woo, you've got a list. You've got a list, my friend. Next one, vulvar cancer stage four, clean PET scan two weeks prior. Oh my God, presented with sciatica, quote, thinking it was her chronic back pain. Here we go. Further PT assessment shows red flags referred back to spike clean PET, found to have progression behind sacrum that did not show on PET scan. Woo. My heart's racing after that one. Holy cow. Way to go, first of all. Um, ma major kudos on that. And at the end of the day, that's you doing your job. That's you being a competent oncology physical therapist. That's all this case report is. Thank you so much for sharing those examples, everybody. I really, really appreciate that. So let's pause, let's regroup, let's recenter. Who here? feels a little more ready to start their case report after these brainstorming exercises we've been doing. Who here feels a little more excited to start this process? Let me know in the chat. <gasps> me? Not me. Someone said me. Yes. Love it. Amazing. Even if I just got a one, that's all that matters. I love it. Before we go on, tell me what was the best thing that you learned today? Like if nothing else, you take away the one thing. What is the one thing that you're taking away from this workshop tonight? Motivation to get started, yes. I don't have to have all the answers, that's right. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to be Nicole Stout to take this exam. And y'all know, y'all know I love me some Nicole Stout. Nicole Stout writes the exam, or at least she wrote the first one, okay? She's not taking the exam. She's writing the exam for us to take the exam. Gina, just do it. Yes, I love it. Yes, yes, and yes. Love it, amazing. So, Pause with me here for a bit. We're gonna continue pausing. Imagine that your case report is done, submitted. Application, check. Summer's coming up. 
Maybe you've got a big vacation. Maybe you're just going to hang out around the house. Take some time off for yourself. Enjoy some sunshine. With your case report done, you can get back to enjoying your time off. Spending it with friends, spending it with family, whatever that looks like for you. Swinging in the hammock and enjoying the rest of your summer. You feel good, you feel rested. You don't feel the stress, frustration, overwhelm, anxiety that can come with this whole process because you're done with it. You're past that. And you can get back to a summer, like a real summer. Does that excite anybody else? I sure hope so, because that really excites me. Like, I want to spend some quality time over the summer resting. Because I've earned it, and you've earned it too. Definitely, yes, yep, yes. Y'all. There's a way you can do this. There's a way that you can get your case report done, stress-free, and get back to doing what's important for you. So that way you've got that time before you have to jump in to preparing for the exam, right? Give yourself the summer and start your summer sooner by actually getting your case report done. So at this point, if it's okay with you, I'm asking your permission first, if it's okay with you, I would like to share a little more information about my new case report writing workshop. Is that okay with you? And I'll wait for a yes, because I don't want to jump in without a yes. I want your permission. Awesome. Yes, yes, and yes. Thank you very much, y'all. Appreciate it. So the case report writing workshop is my step-by-step guided experience to your completed first draft. Completed first draft of your case report. We are going to take you step-by-step. We are walking side-by-side on this journey to where you go from a blank computer screen to your thoughts, organized, written, ready for review when it comes to a case report. In the case report writing workshop, we're going to do guided brainstorm sessions, kind of similar to what we've been doing tonight, and devoted writing time set aside where you're then going to get immediate feedback from me and from your peers and colleagues so that you have a strong first draft of your case report. And we're also going to go through helpful tips to help you avoid the endless rewrites that can sometimes come with this case report endeavor. As a part of the case report writing workshop, we're also going to give you recommended references, as in references that we have vetted and said, these ones are good ones. Start with these so that these will save you time and brain power. So you can really focus in on actually writing the case report and not trying to get lost down the research rabbit hole that sometimes comes along with writing a case report. So recommended references that have been vetted and said, these are good ones, start with these. And you're also going to get a supportive community who is going to follow you even after the workshop is done, until that due date is here, until you have your case report submitted, where you can come back and get feedback and support and encouragement from 
me, but also from your fellow colleagues and peers who are on this case report writing workshop journey with you. And I've got a couple more bonuses up my sleeve, but I don't want to give away all the fun just yet. So know that there's a lot of really good stuff in this. I want you to feel really good about your case report. One of the things I mentioned earlier and during our time together was, man, I don't feel like I have time. Like this is a super common myth. And you're right. There's a lot that we have to do because you're not just a PT. You're maybe a parent, maybe to a human child or a fur child. Maybe you're a partner. Maybe you're a spouse. Maybe you're an employee. Maybe you run your own company. Amazing. Maybe you're a friend. Maybe you're a community member. Maybe you're a volunteer. You have so many other roles that you play in your life that require your time too. Don't let the case report take up all of your time because your time is too precious for that. Let's do other things with our time, right? Let's get this case report done. So the case report writing workshop is taking place live on Saturday, May 14th. But if you're thinking, oh my God, I can't make it, like da 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 da, there is going to be a recorded replay for your convenience that you'll be able to go back and watch again and again and again till kingdom come until you get that case report written, submitted, and approved. I am also seeking CEU approval for the case report writing workshop. Uh, right now we're going for eight hours. So get your case report done, step-by-step -step guided process with a support community and get CEUs for it. It's a pretty good deal. For the case report writing workshop, it's $199, or I do have a two-monthly payment plan of $100 each. If you're excited about finishing your case report, starting it and submitting it so that you can get back to doing what's important to you and eventually take that exam, this is what you need. The case report writing workshop is for you. Again, we are going to be live working through step-by-step -step what you need to actually start and get that first draft of your case report finished. So come back with me to the pool. Again, it's going to be June before we know it. Maybe you have a family vacation planned. Maybe you're just gonna be hanging out in your backyard, enjoying some sunshine. Either way, I want you to be doing that. I don't want this case report to be looming over your head, making you dread every day that gets closer to that deadline, whatever it ends up being. Enjoy your summer. Get this application done, get your case report done, submitted, and get back to enjoying your summer because you deserve it. And when you're more rested, your patients get a better version of you. Thank you so very, very much for your time this evening. That workshop was so fun. The attendees came with really high energy. They were really engaged. They participated. They really contributed a lot of their ideas. And it was really cool to see some of the, almost like the cogs working in some of their brains, even though we were behind a Zoom screen. So if you're interested 
in joining us for our case report writing workshop on May 14th. The link is in today's show notes, and I would highly encourage you to be there. This is a really great opportunity to take what is basically floating around in your brain from your experience working with these patients and actually get it onto paper into a draft that you can then start working with and then submit for your case report. I'll see you at the case report writing workshop. And until then, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT podcast. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, leave a rating and review or support us on Patreon. 